Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. This show features interviews with our small business community that create our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. I have Stephanie Lyon with me with Zion Forever. Stephanie, we so appreciate the fact that you're involved in one of our most one of our most beloved national parks in the state of Utah and, of course, beloved beyond. So give us an idea of what it is that you're doing right now to uh, to support Zion National Park. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about Zion. Uh, it's near and near to my heart, as I know it is to many of our listeners. Um, at the Zion National Park Forever Project, we are the official nonprofit partner to Zion National Park. We also support Pike Spring National Monument, um, as well as Cedar Breaks National Monument in nonprofit work. So we've been working in the local community since 1929, and um, we've got a lot on our plate over the last few years. Um, as you might imagine, the visitation increasing. Uh, Zion has seen an increase in about 60% visitation over the last 10 years. Um, so during that time frame, federal funding is flatlined if not decreased. So um, over here at the Forever Project, we're here to help bridge that financial gap um, and support our park partners to fund some of their highest priorities to keep the park in a great condition and um, all the great fun things that you're used to seeing in the park in operating order. Please give us an idea of why the uh, the support has flattened, and especially in these amazing areas. Um, as far as federal funding, um, that that can be a little difficult to speak to. I know we are we are constantly working to uh, increase that, and we've seen some really great um, work come through that way. The visitation is split amongst our national parks and, and, and at the federal level, but um, with the Forever Project, we work directly um, with the park. So, we're, being the nonprofit arm of the park. Uh, we have this great ability to be able to operate the park visitor center stores. So when you're in the park and you purchase items from your visitor center stores, um, you're helping to cover the work that the Forever Project does and also cover base funding for some amazing projects in the park. And then through philanthropic work and donations from some of our amazing supporters, um, we're able to cover and support anything from the maps that you receive at the gate. Um, and those are printed in seven different languages um, to the junior ranger badges that your children receive. That's all supported um, by the Forever Project and supporters. So philanthropic work is really important to the park. Um, the work that we do helps to fund trail improvements, park facility improvements, um, those youth programs and interpretation programs we love, um, site and species recoveries, um, and other critical park functions. Stephanie, um, help us understand as a population what we can do to support your efforts and what are some of your challenges with the tremendous use that people have been, um, that we've been enjoying with the parks, 
but tell me some of the challenges along those lines and what we can do to support you in this incredible work. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, you know, it's been an interesting year for, for many of us, but in the yeah, park, yes. uh, visitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, <laughs> Stephanie. I do. I think <laughs> you. I think you nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in the park, it's been an exciting year in a lot of ways. Um, so, for the month of September, for instance, we had some of the highest visitation that we've seen um, over the last few years, which is crazy to think. With as you know, as the visitation has just steadily inclined um, over the last five to 10 years. But yeah, a very busy year. Um, Something notable about that visitation is we've had a lot of newcomers to the National Park. So I think through the pandemic, um, people have really been looking for a way to reset and reconnect and they seek that outdoor space in our our national parks and our public lands to find the space to do that, which is a really exciting thing. Um, But with people coming new to the park that maybe um, aren't used to the ways um, that the park operates or, um, you know, some of those basic educational guidelines to, um, playing in our public lands. We've got a, a large task ahead of us um, in spreading the message of stewardship. So coming to our national parks is a fantastic first step. But um, once we get there, how do we treat those public lands? You know, we've seen an increase in graffiti um, in the parks. And a lot of that just comes down to education. So one thing that we can all do is just to help spread the word of stewardship, right? We don't carve our names in the rocks when we're in the canyon, um, not stacking stones to mimic Karens, which are um, really important trail guide markers and, and, and things like that. That's, that's the message that we're really trying to pump out. So that's one way that you can support our work is by helping us spread that message. Um, you can also help us do that through our social media work. If you get on, we're at Zion Forever Project, and we share some fun stories and, and what the Forever Project is up to, but also ways that you can help support our work and spread the, the, miss, the mission that we have. Um, another way um, is something that's kind of fun, especially in, in today's times, to, to reconnect to the parks if you're not able to get out and travel. If you go to zionpark.org, so that's our, our working website, you, have, and you can get on and you can watch our new film, uh, We the Keepers. So that was released earlier this year, um, and it will be playing in the Park Museum once the museum reopens. But it's a fantastic film that helps reconnect um, with the canyon and what it means to so many of us. You can also go to ZionPark.org and donate if you'd like. If you're in a position that you can do that, um, ZionPark.org. Donations help to um, protect our beloved park for generations to come. Um, You know, we've got a an internal saying um, that caring for our parks will always be a group effort. You know, as locals, uh, can we download this We the Keepers and help? I mean, more people that can get that out just by using our personal social media platforms. Are we able to do that? Um, if you can direct them for us, Chris, that would be fantastic. Uh, there's a direct link, and that's zionpark.org slash We the Keepers. That'll take you directly to the film landing page. And it's really great if you can help them direct us or direct them back to our page because that also connects them with the Forever Project and gives them a chance to kind of interact with the mission and the work that we do in the park. Well, I think it's extraordinary. And as as a local person that's been here for decades, uh, this is important to all of us. And and by the way, the, the parks belong to everybody. And so I think 
I think if we all come together under this, because I have heard some challenges about the increases of our visitation and especially because people, this is new to them. And so any kind of education that we can get so that uh, the newcomers can understand their stewardship and that these parks belong to all of us, including them. Uh, I, I just have one last final question. Is this typical that our national parks have a, a wonderful organization like Zions Forever? A lot of the national parks will have organizations or groups like ours, whether that's um, conservancies or history associations. Um, you know, internally we call them friends groups, but you, you'll often find a philanthropic arm or uh, support to um, your national parks. And it's a great way if you'd like to donate that gets those donations directly to the park itself which is fantastic. So when you make a donation to zionpark.org, to the Zion Forever Project, that money stays in Zion, and it goes to the park's highest and best use of of the largest projects they've got um, at hand. The park prioritizes those projects for us. Or, you know, if if you'd like to take a look at some of the park projects that we have listed, to look and see if something means, you know, kind of strikes that emotion or, or a connection with you. And if you'd like to donate to a direct project, you can do that as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Uh, we need to we need to check out We the Keepers. We appreciate your good work. Stephanie Lyon with Zines Forever. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Check out our interviews in the podcast page of KSLNewsRadio.com. I'm host Chris Redgrave. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.